and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast that takes you behind the audition room doors and into casting sessions so you can see what happens when things don't quite go to plan. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford, I am your host of the podcast and each week a guest from the world of theatre, comedy, music or entertainment joins me to go through our listener submitted stories for the week as I share them anonymously on the show. That's right, every story I tell our guest is shared by someone who listens to the show, somebody somewhere in the world that has had an audition that went wrong. Whether they cocked it up and embarrassed themselves in front of a panel full of people or something happened that sticks in their head, we share them and remind ourselves it's all right for those things to happen. Don't hang on to them. Let them go and email them into a comedy podcast about auditions. <laughs> we have a great time each week. So if this is your first time listening to us, welcome and get ready for the madness. My guest this week is the fantastic comedian, musical theatre actress, singer and Twitter thread queen, Suze Kempner. You might know her if you listen to Queen Pod or Mystery on the Rocks, but she's absolutely awesome. We've known each other a long time. She's got an insanely good voice. If you've never heard Suze sing, get on it. Uh, she does lots of shows with Myra Dubois. She's got some fantastic stuff on Twitch as well. So get involved. Anyway, anyway, we'll tell you lots more about Suze towards the end of the show. But this week's show is packed absolutely to the rafters of stories that were sent in. It's a really, really fun, rambly chat. We cover everything from auditioning for projects in somebody's house. That's right. The infamous stories about when you audition in somebody's houses are back. Oh, goodness me. We Why? 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 There are some really, really great ones that were emailed in as well, so I can't wait for you to hear. If this is your first episode listening to Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, we love it when you tweet along or Instagram along with the show as we want to hear your instant reactions to the stories that we share. Sorry, my I can hear my son crying in the background. It's bedtime for him. So he's obviously resisting. So yes, tweet, tweet along and Instagram along if you are listening. We are at Don't Call Us Pod. And whilst you're listening to the show, if you think, oh my God, I've got a story from an audition that they need to hear, then email it to us. We are at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. We will speak to you very soon uh, at the end of the show. We've got some really exciting things to announce at the end of the show as well. So please stay for the outro. We start each show every week by asking our guests what auditions mean to them. Enjoy the show with Suze Kempner. <laughs> when my agent emails me and goes, got a casting coming, you you hope, you open it hoping it's for a, a sitcom or some high budget Netflix drama, and it's invariably like you. We're looking for funny people who can make this script for the Highways Company very funny. <laughs> and you're like, you read it, you go, There, this I've never read anything less funny in my entire life. Uh, so, and they don't so want you to right, he's on the road, he's on the road, and yeah. then he walks on the pavement, and then. Suddenly, he sees a cloud at the corner of his eye, but it's in a window. It's not in the sky. And then a child gets run over. <laughs> That's it. And then uh, uh, sunflowers. Yeah. Ha, ha, and ha. these days, uh, make very funny. make comedy advert, please. And yeah, and these days it's all self tapes because of lockdown, and they essentially want you to recreate the entire advert in your house. 
Uh, get someone else to film it for you. I'm like, well, I'm not letting my mum anywhere near my fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't recording. And then she's like recorded 15 minutes of her own feet. And <laughs> So, yeah, no. Camera will be on a tripod and I will face it. You'll always see me. And that should be enough for a self-tape. So, yeah, a lot of tends to be dread when I open up an email knowing that there's a audition. <laughs> I think it's true. Like we, we've joked about it so many times on the show, but especially mm. at the moment when the majority of work that is available or certainly people are being seen for is commercials, mm. they're just they're just a bit insane. Yeah. <laughs> in, often in the most lovely way. But it is you having to interpret the entire commercial in one. There was a, there was a yeah. brilliant one the other week that uh, um, came in and it was all... All the tape was, it was my, the weirdest thing that I had to download was uh, actresses saying the word moist over and over and over again because it was for oh. a personal lubricant brand. Right. But okay. then it was about two and a half minutes of a client going, moist, moist, moist. <laughs> and I sat there going, this is this is a weird relationship I've got with my client. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. Uh, but that also, you, you see that and you go, okay, well they wouldn't submit it to Spotlight. They wouldn't put this casting on Spotlight if it was anything dodge. But it oh, does of kind of read like um, it's sort of like a pervert's gone, yeah, yeah, it's forever. <laughs> oh, it is my ringtone now. It is my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> but every now and again you get one and you you read what you've got to do or you read what your client's got to do and you just go, eh? Uh, and, then, and, and then six months later you see the advert and go, that's why it was 20 grand buyout. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I have one of those, please? Yeah, yes, yes, please. Yes. Oh, always... my goodness. I had one of those the other day, came in, self-tape for, to be a bug on a windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> telling um, telling drivers to go left. Go left, <laughs> get on a hard shoulder if you break down. Go le- and just be, but like, you're a bug on a windscreen, but don't act too much like a bug. It's more just, it's funny because of the situation, not because you're doing anything funny. You're like, oh, don't worry, I won't do anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're having a breakdown if you start talking to bugs on your windscreen. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair. Um, <laughs> lockdown's been tough on all of us, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> so do you prefer, do you prefer going to auditions in person? Obviously, I imagine everybody oh, does. It depends on the audition, actually. Sometimes when, if the self-tape isn't asking for anything insane... Like and they don't want a full production number where they're like, uh, and then at this point we want a full length shot of you doing a huge dance routine. You're like, oh, you're really overestimating the size of my house here. There's, <laughs> there's literally no way you can get a full length shot without also seeing all my alcohol bottles in the kitchen. <laughs> so yeah, but you don't have to so carry as, them at all times, Suze. That's the I thing. I just need them near me. They're like, you know, how people have got like um, a comfort dog. <laughs> Yeah, a, su- a support like animal. <laughs> yeah, support animals. That's it. A comfort dog. You can tell I don't have one. I, my support. Yeah, my support animal is just like bottles of Campari and vermouth. <laughs> so, so have them um, yeah. So if the self tape is fairly straightforward, I had quite a nice one for a, a salad dressing, and they were like, hmm. "Can you just um, improv lines about dating? Like you think they're normal? You like that's so easy." The other. The flip side of that is obviously then you don't get the job and then you see some of your lines in the advert. That's <laughs> Yes. 
No. Yeah. That's a risk you're willing to take, I guess. <laughs> I, I think I think in all fairness, we need to get a casting director who works a lot in commercials on the show to not yes. defend themselves, but give us a little bit more insight. But yeah, yes, that's please. that's right. I think a, a lot of the time, though, I imagine it comes down from, you know, people that maybe aren't our our kind of side of creative process. And I, mm. and I don't mean the casting directors because obviously they're, you know, thinking more, more, you know, directorial and stuff but if it comes from a marketing agency and they've just put together like a storyboard but haven't thought Mm. how how one has to (laughs) one has to make it alive that's it then they'll go oh yeah use that and actually go well that's a writing credit please thank you very much yes absolutely so you are right yeah you're absolutely right (laughs) i made that i made it funny yeah right every story that i'm going to tell you was sent in by a listener or a performer uh, i think most of them are the uk based this week um Ooh. but they were submitted via email uh, which is don't call us pod at gmail.com or they were sent into our dms on socials on instagram or twitter susan and i've known each other for years and i can't yes. i was just talking to my wife thinking how when was it that we first met and it must have been something to do with news review or the canal i think Cafe. it was i think i saw you in news review because i think i'd been like a couple of casts before you yeah I did it a few. I did it like a few times, quite mm. a few. So two thousand eight, I reckon. Wow, okay. bloody hell, was it that long ago? I think it was. Yeah, the oh. two thousand eight was when I did news review. But yeah, so, so mm. I think it was it was way back then. So we're quite theatrical, both of us. Yeah. Um, and if you know anything about Susie's incredible voice, <laughs> you'll know she will have gone to a few auditions that are maybe like the ones you're going to hear today. So I, gotcha, I've handpicked okay. these stories this week because I think you might. <laughs> Yeah, they they fill me with dread reading them. (laughs) So the first story that I'm going to tell you today was sent in uh, by an actor who tells us of a time that he went to an audition with his friend. Mm. Uh, He says, I'm always really nice to runners and the production team. But the one time I let my guard down, it bit me on the arse. When arriving at a dance audition with my best mate, the guy at the desk was not in a good mood. He really bit my friend's head off when we said we were there for the casting. I don't know why, but he was just really, really rude. Anyway, we we head down to the changing rooms after grabbing a bottle of water from the cafe and go and get changed. We were really taken back by this guy's attitude, so obviously started talking about it. Oh, I can't believe he bit your head off. What was his problem? What a diva. That Mm. kind of thing. Anyway, in classic should have kept your mouth shut, we hear a flush behind us. (gasps) The door of the toilets open up. And out the guy comes, looking absolutely fuming, having heard every word. He looked us up and down and kind of made a noise like, right then, and walked off. Thinking nothing of it, apart from just being a really bit embarrassed, off we both go to the dance call. In we walk, and who's staring back at us, sassy grin, but the guy from the desk. That's right, he was the assistant choreographer for the project we were auditioning for, and he knew we would be in his room. Oh. He acted his revenge on us by making us the two to demonstrate all of the routines to the entire room and just ripping our technique apart. Oh. Oh, my God. We finished the call in a sweaty, breathless heap, and the guy tutted as we left the room absolutely knackered. All we did was comment on his attitude to us, but he really made us pay. He was in a grumpy mood. I felt absolutely rotten and sick, but was I wrong or was he? He was wrong. No, I would be mortified, however, 
this guy's an asshole. Right. <laughs> if it was a dance class, then maybe put them through mm. an extra few paces and go, that you know, like, all right, we're equal now. Yeah. Not in an audition. No, this prick's a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's to, you. As soon as you'd start talking about him, you just know he's going to be there. Yeah. Oh God. Absolutely. But also, like, of course, they're not going to just not. You know, someone's been that much of a a hat on the <laughs> desk. You're not going to then just silently deal with it with your friend. You're not going to just. We just won't mention it. Yeah. No, he's being a wanker. Like. <laughs> You, you, the minute you're out of earshot, you go, "What the hell's his problem?" <laughs> I need, to, I need to know what show it was, and I need to know who that was. Yeah, so if you could, me too. Uh, the person who sent that in, if you could just let me know, that'd be really yeah. good because <laughs> I need to know. It who says it is. all anonymous, so we can never yeah. know who. Oh no, I know who said. they are. I get the emails. Oh, <laughs> I want to know who the person who sent it in is, and whether they're now like you know all all sad, they got nowhere to live, <laughs> they ruined everything that day. <laughs> Oh, none of us have got anywhere to live now, Susan. That's true, yeah. I'm I'm currently in the spare room of my mum's house. Uh, This is my recording setup. I was like, I put my camera by the window. (laughs) This is where the light is. Is I bought a a little ring light the other day. Mm. Uh, But when I say little, I mean, it's literally that. It's a tiny little one. They sort of clip on your mobile, don't they? Yeah, but the problem is I've got glasses on. So every time it just looks like I've got really, (laughs) really weird eyes. Whoa, this guy. Look like I'm being hypnotised by the demon headmaster or something. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever come up cropper with... uh, somebody in an audition room or is has there has there ever been anyone in one of your auditions where you've gone that person is causing everyone a problem really unreasonable yeah um no i oh hang on <laughs> see that nah, see this is why i always ask this is what happens isn't it ev- everybody goes no no i haven't got oh my god i've just remembered oh wait oh wait okay <laughs> this person this it wasn't really their fault basically <laughs> about it's two years ago, I had uh, an audition for an advert where they, they sent through, they were like, again, we, because I'm a stand-up comedian, that's my job, and they go, we want natural, funny people who look like everyday people. And you go, great, that's me, obviously, with my mad eyes and abnormally small height and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So they they so you go okay that's that's like everything I audition for before that when it, before I did stand up about ten years ago constantly it was like I'd walk into casting um, rooms and be surrounded by models so it'd be me and a load of models this happened all the time and I am five foot one and do not look like a model anyway now it's just natural funny people and they were like to this character is a goth. And it was for a fashion brand. And they're like, we're looking for people who are goths. Self-tape as a goth and answer these questions. And they were quite, um, they were random questions like, what do you value most in a friendship? Blah, blah, blah. So I got completely goffed up. It was really fun. Um, And then I answered all the questions like a silly goth going like, oh, what's my favourite place? A graveyard at midnight. (laughs) And uh, I really thought like, I was like, this audition is cracking if they don't like it you know they're crazy so i sent the self-tape off and my agent was like ah hilarious they're gonna love this because he thought it was gonna be funny too and they then called me in they were like great she's recalled at this time um 
we're going to interview you in the room. Hey, look at the cat. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying not to disturb you in up. your run, but Sue's just looked up and it was just my cat's arsehole. It was just like an entire cat's bomb. <laughs> Sorry. They love showing sorry, you their assholes, don't they, I'm cats? sorry. <laughs> right. So you, your agent knew it was meant to be a bit of a giggle. Yeah, he was like, oh, it's it's really funny. They're going to love it. And then he was like, good news, you recalled. And they were like, we'll interview you in the room, come as a goth. So I'm there in these crazy boots I used to wear when I was a teenager that are like um, eight-inch platform with springs in them. Um, and they're black and silver New York boots. Uh, I was in a corset, a mesh, full goth makeup. And I got into, I went into the um, costume room and in the waiting room, I looked around and I went, oh, these are all definitely real goths. These are people who are goths. And I've come in like with my Claire's accessories, lace gloves on. And I sat down and I went to this guy next to me who was probably about my age, all in like, you know, he had goth makeup on, new metal um, outfit. He had leather fingerless gloves on. And I said, huh, I feel like I'm back at sick form. And he looked at me like, you piece of shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they called us all in in groups of five. And, and they called me in and I was next to this guy and they stood us all in a line. And I was like, "We're this is real goths. But I thought, no, stick with it. Stick with this character I'd created and answer their questions as the character. And the first thing that happened was they got this woman to step forward and they were like, what is the thing you value the most in your life? And she went, it's it's actually... And she got her face crumpled and she teared up and she went, it's my health. I've had big health problems and so it's my health. And she started crying and they were like, oh, tell us about your health problems. She started reading off lists of, like maladies she had and I had a hospital stay just three months ago so the fact that I'm just still here is amazing I was like oh shit I can't now like go what do I value most the the soul of the devil I've got it in a jar I can't do that (laughs) so I was like oh shit and when they came to me they were like what do you value most in the world I was like oh friendships and (laughs) and just Having a roof of my head. Yeah, and I, I, I scrap the character and, and also scrap reality, which would be, oh, Netflix. Um, I value that most in the world. They then got to the guy next to me, the one who'd looked at me like shit on his shoe, and they went, uh, what do you value most in, in other human beings? And he went, loyalty. I am loyal to a fault. I wish others felt the same. And I... You know, it's like, incel alert. <laughs> proper. That was, it was proper, like, incel vibes. And the audition was just horrendous. And I went, at the end of the audition, because um, they went, they asked each of us then, what, why did you decide that goth lifestyle was for you? For you? <laughs> and I thought, I can't blag this. I went, well, I mean, obviously, I'm here auditioning to play a goth in an advert. I'm not actually a goth. I was, though, when I was 17, and I started telling them about... Because when I was 17, I was a goth, but I used to put my headphones on and had a mini-disc player. Uh, and it, so it was 2002, and I'd, I'd like <laughs> listening to Les Mis and Miss I Goth <laughs> while dressed as a goth. So I told them that, thinking, oh, at least they'll be like, oh, that's amusing. And they, they looked at me like, a bit like the incel guy, like, why are you wasting our time? 
Well, oh, don't come ask me. On. You. you you asked for you should have asked for authentic goths, not we just want natural, funny people who aren't trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Goths are in unintentionally love, funny. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say goth. a goth is a natural a natural radiance of humour. No. They might be funny people. But yeah. I wouldn't say they they come under the same. I wouldn't picture a goth. Maybe that's oh too God. much of a stereotype. But yeah, nothing happened in that room that was funny. You know, a bit too deep. A yeah, bit, and a it, bit too like, mostly deep. Judging from that room, anyone who's over thirty, anyone no, anyone who's over twenty three and is still a goth, is clinging on to something that they were when they were twenty three, and so in Soul Man, I was. There was something about him. He obviously got his heart broken in about 2003 and he's just stayed in that state for <laughs> 17 years. <laughs> Do you think it was broken by audition. the girl who stayed in hospital? Oh Do you think God. that was the twist? Maybe that's why he was like so upset. Well, I honestly, the amount they obviously pity themselves, they belong together. Now, her health problems <laughs> were quite bad. <laughs> I mean, we're not laughing at that, but why would you? No, why would you lead with cry. that in an audition? That was her opener as well. This wasn't. <laughs> we've been in the room for two hours and we're really bonding. They said, "What do you value most in the world?" She, her face crumpled and she went, "My health," and started crying. Amazing. Can I have job, please? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she got it. <laughs> and that was a dairy milk advert, was it? <laughs> Eat up. So maybe I didn't know you were going to tell me that story. Right. And he says this one time at a casting for a Christmas immersive show, I was asked to improvise and got it wrong. Mm. It was for a walkthrough Santa style attraction where everything implied the kid was shrunk down to about elf size and the presents were massive, etc. OK. We did some generic warm ups and playful drama games. And he, he writes another shout out for Zip Zack Boying on the podcast. <laughs> and then we went into a big group workshop where the director would walk around us and we acted out Christmases from our youth. Now, I don't deal very well without text, if I'm honest. I'm quite a literal person and this day proved it. My Christmases weren't very fun. So for the whole impro bit, I just sat in the corner, knees to my chest, pretending to cry and shout to my mum and dad to stop arguing. Because <laughs> that's what my experience was. <laughs> When the director approached me, he stopped, looked, leant down to me and in a soft voice said, um, uh, maybe just pretend to have a happy Christmas instead. <laughs> I, I, nod, I nodded, said, well, I was just being realistic. That's what yeah. happened. And he said, just 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 show me you could be super silly and happy. <laughs> so I decided to skip around the room and stop at people's presents they were opening and just go, "Woo, that looks nice. Oh, when the director saw this, he gave me a really knowing wink and a nod reassuring me from behind his clipboard. And actually, I ended up getting a job there and being one of the lead performers that year. On well, reflection, I should have done this to start with and not shown him my festive sorrow. But my brain took things really literally. Don't give up too much of your past at a Christmas audition. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? Like, we go into auditions and we come out of them and you usually don't get the job. And you, yeah. you, you, you can obsess over stuff you did you're like oh i knew i said that line in a weird way what an idiot this guy essentially threw a grenade into the room and blew it up <laughs> and still got the job so you can do you could do crazy stuff and if you're right for the job you'll still get it exactly so there was clearly something about him 
Yeah. Sadness. Well, I, do, <laughs> I like the fact that you went, oh, Christmas. I remember Christmas. Pain. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what this immersive Candyland attraction needs. Oh, that's beautiful. What Despair. I do, if I, yeah, if I took that literally, I just sit in a room really cold. I go, oh, freezing. Turn the heating on, Nana, because <laughs> Christmas at my Nana's every year in a in a ice box of a house. <laughs> that would be mine. Not as dramatic. At least, at, but... at least sh- shivering would be a bit wintry. That's, that's true, yeah. You know. Christmas vibes. <laughs> Christmas vibes. Come on then, Suze. Tell us yeah. a story of from your audition life of when something didn't quite go to plan or one of your auditions stands out. <laughs> well, we can go right back to the beginning of my career um, and talk about... it. See, the job that I sort of got a bit known for way after the fact was being a Christina Aguilera tribute act in Ayanapa. Um and that was in 2007. The audition, I'd gone in, it was for tribute acts, and I'd gone in to audition to be Shirley Bassey. Um, <laughs> so I went in with my backing track, with my Diamonds of Forever backing track, sang the whole song, and the casting director went, uh, do you think that instead of Shirley Bassey, because we, we've got someone who does that already, and it turned out to be a drag queen <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry about doing Shirley Bassey we have a man to do that uh, they were like instead of that do you think you could do Christina Aguilera and if anyone knows how the job went it was all over Twitter um, the answer to that is always no <laughs> just say no you can't don't do what 22 year old Suze did which was go yeah absolutely because you may end up yes and you may yeah exactly I yes anded myself <laughs> Yes, I did myself into oblivion. Into um, Twitter notoriety. Yeah, that's it. She didn't then make me do it either. So I'm just going to move so you'll hear some rustling. Ugh. She she didn't then make me um, perform as Christina Aguilera. She just took my word for it when I went, yeah, I can. Because if she'd said, okay, hit hit me with some Christina then, I then she, would not hang on, the she, job. Did I not know that bit? Did she not ask you to... No, she you just didn't said, audition you? for it. No, she just said, "Can you do that?" And I went, "Yeah." And she went, "Okay, thanks. We'll let you know." And literally, that's the a end really of the day. specific like vocal ability. Yeah, one but would, I did not. One would that... think one would think you'd need to check. Yeah, I did. I had to sort of. She's lucky that I could then. I was able to do something that sounded like it. <laughs> Over the next, it was thirty days between getting the job and leaving for the job, so I had to learn all these Christina Aguilera songs and learn to sing like her and it's such (coughs) like Shirley Bassey is amazing obviously but you can't sing Christina Aguilera songs and get up to those top F's and G's that she belts in a Shirley Bassey voice because you just sound like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) you're basically singing legit at that point kids so yeah it it was essentially like I hadn't been to drama school at that point so it's like teach myself to belt it's a good lesson though, and it's good that I didn't end up with terrible nodules. <laughs> what a lovely little crease to that story. If you don't know how the job went, I'll link the thread um, <laughs> in in the episode description. It it's, was oh, awful. <laughs> it's that it's it's magnificent to hear, <laughs> but I don't imagine it was magnificent to at the time. Uh, it was hell- experience. Hellish. 
It was hellish. Hellish, but it was also fun, like all the other acts. It was it wasn't like I'm having an awful time, and there were these acts going, "This is a dream job." Like people were miserable, and when you're all miserable together, it can be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> many many misery makes happiness. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, heading down to the beach with Britney, Madonna, and Cher. As you uh, do, <laughs> to, to slag off the job is good fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe she didn't check that you could even yeah yeah she, she not would. even if you could do a really good impression if you hadn't Nuh-uh. gone in as that just maybe check yeah. that you could sing if you were going in as Bassy like you said a bit legit in a pop style maybe yes she was like oh just could you just belt an F for me she didn't even do anything like that she just went and all the, and also all I'd sung was Diamonds Are Forever which probably only goes up to like C sharp or something forever and ever. Yeah, and it's like oh, you get if you got an extra half an octave that you can just flat out belt. <laughs> hey everyone, Christopher here. Just interrupting the show to remind you if you're listening and you think, "Oh, I've got one of those stories that I need to send in." They'll love that. It was awful or it was really embarrassing. Then please email us as soon as you can. We're at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. We've got guests recording in the next couple of weeks from the world of Broadway, international comedy, film and TV, and so, so many more. So please get them in as soon as you can to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com and we will share them anonymously and remind everyone it's all right for those things to happen to us. And, you know, we have a bit of a giggle as well, don't we? Anyway, for now, back to Sue's. Tell me about a time as we approach the festive season that a pantomime audition may have caused you a problem. It wasn't actually a panto, but this was an audition for a, yeah, let's call him a notorious London pantomime producer. He also used to produce shows that toured around holiday parks and care homes. And I auditioned for one, I won't name it, because it's his show, and it'll be obvious who it is. <laughs> which was going around holiday parks and basically you it's it was super naff different costumes there's three of you singing to backing tracks songs from the 50s to the present day um so like someone would come on and do a beatles song and then someone else would come on and do valerie that kind of thing so <laughs> variety <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um minimum choreography so i went to this audition and it was at his flat Oh, and, uh, red flag. Red yeah, flag. immediately. But it was this was two thousand eight, so this is um, uh, quite early on in the career. It's only a year after I'd done Iron Apple, and I didn't want to, didn't really want to go. I didn't like the sound of the job anyway. But okay, fine. So I went along, and it was at this flat, and I parked and went. This is definitely a block of flats. This isn't just. It sounds like it's a flat, but it's a studio. Uh, went up, rang the bell. Um, as I as I entered the flat, this guy, he was just instant horrible vibes. Like, hello, yes, come in, right, yes, come in. And you go, oh, this is already horrible. And he got me in his lounge and he basically talked about what a big deal he was for a little while. And then he said, so what have you brought <sighs> me to sing? And I said, uh, I've brought enough is enough, uh, no more tears. And he went, oh, okay. And sat there like... You've overfaced yourself there before I'd even sung a note, you know. And so, and I, and I could see that's what he was thinking. And I thought, oh, good, he's going to be pleased because 
this is like one of my songs. Because you can nail my, it. This is, yeah. it's one of, you know, we all have those songs in our back pocket that were like, hooray, I'm singing this. Uh, so I put the CD on and he started singing it and he just sat there completely impassive with that awful face he does like, um, <laughs> I did the face. And he, <laughs> and about a minute and a half in, he just got up and left the room. And As you were singing? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like, uh, I always dreamed of a perfect lover, and he's just got up and walked out. Shuts the door, so I just stopped singing, and then he opened the door. He went, "Keep singing." So I just <laughs> sang in an empty, in an empty room, going, "If you've had enough, put up with the stuff." And he came back with his partner, um, his uh, his boyfriend who he lives with, came back, and they just sort of stood with him in the doorway, with both of them just looking at me in the doorway. And so then I just turned to face them in the doorway. And like, <laughs> I always dreamed I'd find the perfect lover. And then they both slowly backed out of the room and shut the door again. And I, so I thought, well, I know what goes on here. You just keep singing, apparently. And then he came back in and sat. And at the end of the song, he went, you're, a, you're actually, you, you've actually got a pretty good, pretty good voice. Like it was news to me. No, I'm not even saying that in a like, <laughs> I know way, but I was literally auditioning as a singer to be in a singing show with a song which, like, you know, is in my back pocket. That was, and he went, he was, he was imparting it like, I'm here to tell you that you can actually sing. Like, hey, mate, Suze, here's some validation. News. Yeah, you know, you're welcome. It's like, mate, I'm singing in your crap flat. <laughs> For a job I don't want, like you're you're you said telling me I've heard singing and I think you can isn't going to make me. <laughs> I've heard go, singing and I can confirm that is some. <laughs> that is that is what you were doing, right? Um, oh my so god! He he said. Um, the, I mean, the job was way worse than the audition, but he said, "Well, I'll, I'm I'm going to have to do some thinking tonight." I'll have made up my mind in the next few days. And I'm thinking, I'm obviously going to get this job and I don't want it at all. Uh, but as I left the flat, there were three <laughs> three um, girls um, dressed as the Supremes looking really sad in the corridor, just like all sad and ooh, like, like ghost women. And I just walked past them. I went, hi. And they all kind of nodded at me. <laughs> <laughs> I left the flat like, what the fuck was that why were there three it was three black women in wigs and dresses dressed as like totally dressed as a they'd, go, they'd gone the... as like a full tribute act yeah but they looked so sad they're <laughs> so always like, there they weren't auditioning that, they just lived this is there it. this is what i wondered i was like did they just come out of the spare room and they're not meant to <laughs> get back in there supremes no he he keeps them in that room and they're always singing and he just opens the door yeah, when he wants and to hear like, it baby like tears streaming down their faces. My baby love. He closes the door. Right, Sharon, we can stop now. It's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, he's back. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm outside the room and I can hear silence. And they're like, stop in the name of love. Why would you? Yeah, crying through the material. Yeah. <laughs> why, would you, why would you leave the room? Very weird. Uh, I think what he was doing was he, obviously like, to me, his boyfriend really likes that song. And so he went, come in here and listen. She's singing that song you like. This is what I think was happening. But he could have gone, oh, my God, 
keep singing. I'm just going to go and get my partner. He loves this song. He could have done that, and I'd have Which been is like, oh, fine. All right. Yeah, like, you know, it kind of makes the audition a bit more casual, but it wasn't, it was anything but casual. It was the <laughs> weirdest. In his flat isn't casual in enough. His, yeah, exactly. On his, <laughs> oh, standing on his carpet while he sits on his sofa, like, right, time to impress me. Oh, he's awful. And I did the job and I lasted three days before I, <laughs> I told my to agent, like, oh my God. Yeah, the Supremes weren't there at the job. They didn't get it. <laughs> They're just still in the spare room. But yeah, oh, I did Suze, get that's the job. terrible though, isn't it? That's yeah, just terrible dreadful. practice. Yeah. And I know you said it's 2008. That's still <laughs> too recent to be okay to behave Absolutely. Like it sounds like a story from the 40s, doesn't it? It's like, and then Daryl Zanuck laid me down on the couch. <laughs> Darling, I've no music and that is some music. Well I done. heard singing. I've heard singing four to five times. This is the sixth time. You're welcome. I know you've been wondering, but yes. <laughs> You have melody. Oh, yeah. dear. That's oh, what it was like. Awful, awful, awful audition. Weird, We've had a few audition. stories sent in and a few stories told by guests mm. of when they auditioned in flats. And mm. I know economically it's going to be difficult going forward after all yeah. this. So maybe the, the return of the flat audition might return rear its flat. head. Yeah. But I, w- I would I would invite people to question if there is a flat involved in the audition because yeah. <laughs> Adam, Scott Bringle, directors. Adam Scott Bringle said he showed and he's there's a picture on our, our, our Twitter of he had to wait in someone's bedroom or sat on someone's bed and they hadn't even made the bedroom oh. it was just like washing oh no that's <laughs> dreadful oh dear yeah how is he still operating oh that's just just DM us if you need to know if you, do, if you don't know already... <laughs> There'll be a ton of... You must have yeah. had an audition Just go before. to Susie's Twitter. It's fine. Sit on my Twitter. His name <laughs> is there. I put a zero instead of an O. so Because I know he searches his own name, <laughs> <'Cause> creep. Because he, <laughs> he's blocked everyone else. Let's keep it on the thread of questionable panel people, shall mm-hmm. we say. Mm. I... I can't believe this one, but I can believe this one. <sighs> Again, Susan and I have worked a lot in musical theatre and I would say, you know, we've both auditioned for uh, a lot of fringe shows. Mm. This is one for a Edinburgh audition. Uh, the famous pairing of Edinburgh Fringe and New Musical. Oh, so, here we go. What was buckle the up, everybody. The musical, I <laughs> I they don't Some- say... Weird words, the musical. That's yeah, what it'll yeah, yeah. be. Something buzzword, the musical. Yeah. Relevant news story six months before the fringe, mm. the musical. Yeah. On ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoever, the, whoever I know who you are, but the, to the to the the lady who sent this in, thank mm. you because I love <laughs> this. When I went in for a new musical for the Edinburgh Fringe. I didn't expect to have the most basic yet frustrating afternoon of my life. The writer was leading the panel with one runner running back and forth bringing people in and his pianist and had asked us to bring in some relatively new material from the musical theatre world to sing. I'd done as asked and had taken a fair few choices because new musicals were very much my thing and presented to him as such. He started listing through them and audibly groaning at each of my song choices. 
Maybe he didn't like the choices, or maybe he just had a chip on his shoulder, I'll never know, but he kept getting more and more agitated by each choice I'd presented. Oh, I can't work with these, he snapped and rolled his eyes at me. Thinking on my feet, I said, oh, I've got my rep folder with me so I could sing something. And he shrugged, and I reluctantly took it over to the pianist to choose something to sing. The pianist and I started going through my rep. She was lovely. And after every choice we presented him, he just kicked up some kind of fuss. We presented him some Sondheim. Nah. Andrew Lloyd Webber? Never. <sighs> what about some Disney? He just didn't react to that one. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How have you got nothing to sing for me? He retorted. Obviously this wasn't the case, she says. He was being obstropolous. <sighs> what would you like me to sing? I smiled. Look... For all I care, you might as well sing Happy Birthday now. I did a little giggle, but he was deadly serious. He wanted me to sing Happy Birthday. Mm. Off you go, he gestured. So the pianist played a big dramatic glissando chord introduction to Happy Birthday, and off I went. I can't believe this is actually about to happen, I said. I'm 34. I've got a stonking good voice. I've brought in so much choice for him. Well, by that point, the introduction had finished. It was time to sing, so you can best believe I gave it the full beans. Mm. I sang Happy Birthday like Happy Birthday has never been sung before, with the biggest Elphaba-style finish, you riff at the <laughs> end, and stood there in a power pose to finish. He slow-clapped. Oh, as I walked out, utterly baffled and confused that I'd just been asked to sing Happy Birthday in a professional audition situation, the pianist ran after me with my rep folder that I'd left on the piano. She apologised for him, said, oh, he's always like this, and complimented my correct choices and confirmed everything I had taken in that was new musical theatre was in fact right for the show. Obviously, I wasn't offered the role, but I learned a good lesson that day that no matter how hard you prepare for, to the instructions for some people, they just want to make it difficult for mm. you. Yeah. That's so, so unprofessional. It is, isn't it? Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, the reason you get asked to do Happy Birthday at an, at an audition when you are seven... Mm. Is because it's got an octave jump in it, so it's yeah. got a you know it's a good idea if, to show if you've got a good placement, you know, mm. everything. So that's just like that was first of all well done for absolutely riffing it and and going yes. just going with it. I don't even mean the actual vocal riff, just just, just kind just of smashing Happy Birthday. <laughs> but that's oh, it's awful. It's so demoralising. God, There's, it is demoralising. There, there isn't will be it? people who are demoralised by this industry anyway, who go out of an audition like that and go, that's it, that's my last audition. Can't this be asked for that anymore. Yeah. Cannot, yeah, cannot so be bothered. What was the point? What was the point of that? I wonder who it was. Especially <laughs> if, if, you know, you've communicated, well, I, lo I love new musical theatre writing. There's an abundance of new musical theatre writing. Yeah. They, she doesn't say how long ago it was. Um, but that's, there's so much to choose from. Yeah. So much to choose from. Mm. And if, if you're going for a new musical... Singing something from another relatively new musical is a great idea. It shows you've got good command on new writing. It shows you can learn something without too many, you know, demo guide tracks. That's, that's good to choose. But then just yeah. to go, no, 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 no. Oh, come oh, I on. Hate, I hate people. <laughs>
don't like people. I don't like people, <laughs> Suze. Here's Alan Partridge. He goes, I hate the general public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lockdown. I bet Alan is doing fine in lockdown. Yeah, he loves it. I bet he's doing he really he well. Did a, he did an 18-part podcast, didn't he? <laughs> Alan Partridge from the Oast House. It's wonderful. I bet Alan's had that in his locker for years, just waiting for the right time. That... Can't bloody wait. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any more that stand out from your audition life that just something happened and it didn't didn't go the way old Sue's thought? Oh, God. Well, that story's just reminded me of... Uh, I auditioned for GSA when I was... <gasps> Drama How school audition. Yeah, because I yes. really wanted to go to drama school and I wasn't allowed. And like, the only way I could have gone was on scholarships because when I was going to uni, there weren't um, what do they call it? The 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 government funded places weren't available for drama mm. school. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't an option, and my parents were kind of like, <laughs> "You're never getting a scholarship. Don't bother." So I wasn't allowed to go. Uh, but then they suddenly came in a year after I went to uni. And I was at uni doing a degree I wasn't that enamoured with. So I just was auditioning for drama school anyway. <laughs> like, maybe I'll get in. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I thought I was doing because I wouldn't have been given a second government funded place, but I really wanted to go. So I auditioned for GSA and I took in with me um, whatever happened to my part from Spamalot. Oh, now that's, that is a Sue's song. Is it, yeah. That is that it's is a, Suzy's song any day of the week. <laughs> the, I thought I could be a great lady of the lake. I think it was about 20, but, you know, whatever. So I had that and I had um, uh, Show Me from My Fair Lady. Cause I, I was, and we're 15 years later and I still think of that and go, bloody good contrast, actually, Suzy. Very, anyway. very good contrast. Very good <laughs> I choices. Did, I took two good contrasted songs. So I took them in and he looked at them and he went... Oh, well, we'll have we'll have the spam a lot. I went okay, thinking good. <laughs> I sang it, and I, as far as a twenty year old who hasn't been to drama school yet, did I? I did it, and he went. I'm going to tell you at this point, you sang that very well. I thought brilliant. He, I said thank you. He he said, but terrible choice for an audition. Don't don't bring that into a drama school audition. He said this is a pastiche song. We want to see a journey. This is a pastiche song. It doesn't allow for that. And I went oh. And uh, I, I went, okay. He went, so, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. I went, oh, would you like to hear Show Me from My Fair Lady? And he went, no, no. <laughs> Look at you. So no, I just, why would so I? So I just <laughs> sort of took my rep folder and went, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> and oh. I just think that is, and I didn't get in, obviously, but I just think what a crap way to treat someone coming in for an audition. It's also just, wrong. It's just yeah. wrong. Yeah, I I genuinely think like it's good that I never got in there. I'm sure people who went to GSA had a brilliant oh, time. And my brother went to GSA and you know great training, but uh, that audition made me go, what the fuck's wrong with this place? <laughs> What's this guy's issue? That's a bad decision to tell someone at audition because uh, have yeah. they never heard of comedy actors? Have mm. they never heard of you know it's a, it's a wonderful school and like you said, there's lots of people who've been yeah. there that are fantastic. Yeah. But that's just a that's a bad. Also, that yeah. is going to put you in such a negative space. It's horrible. I then didn't sing the song for fifteen minutes. Oh. So I was like, "Well, you obviously can't sing this." Um, well, I would yeah, cast you as Lady good. of the Lake in my <laughs> one-woman production of Spamalot. Thank you. I can't wait. When do I start? Yeah. Oh, it's been cancelled already. Sorry. Damn it. 
<laughs> we were going to have a run in a tier three location, but we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's it. Like when, when it comes to material choices, it's, mm. it's okay. I would say it's okay to get it wrong, but that yeah. wasn't wrong. Yeah. It's okay to sing something. It may be, for instance, it's a last minute audition and you get asked to do a certain type of song. First of all, your rep should cover as many bases as, as possible. Mm. If you are a, a musical theatre audition actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said theatre then. Oh, dear. Theatre. That's because you to be, of course. Theatre. And it was, it was always something that I tried to do, but being a kind of, being a bassy baritone, mm. it was very difficult for me to find, um, let's say, the more rocky pop songs that I would inevitably have to sing for, you know, whether it was something like Rock of Ages or whether it was, yeah. you know, because they're all like you know Steven Tyler voices and you know I think in the end I settled on the darkness I believe in a thing called love because I've got quite a good falsetto but I could never at that time my voice never went higher than the G so you know I knew my limits Suze and you know that was it depending on how many gin and tonics I've had now it can go much higher and then stop for four weeks because I (laughs) break it (laughs) but it's material choices uh, are interesting I I once had to do I once had to do an audition. I, I think it was a concert tour of something. And uh, I can, I'm not an opera singer, but I can blag that kind of classical sound. And they wanted O Sole Mio. And I'd never sung O Sole Mio at this point. Right. And I went into the audition and it was, I, I, I literally was given it the night before. Mm. And I'd never, you know, I'd never put my mind to learn it. But no, it wasn't, and, and obviously. And it's also not even in English and this see this is this is the thing right ah. i i took the sheet music in i never take the sheet music in but i was like look it's a different language i don't know the language yeah. i'm, I'm going to read it phonetically yeah. but they just weren't having it and they just looked as soon as i pulled my music out i always learn stuff that's how mm-hmm. i am but again not in my own language and no. there wasn't anything that specified you must learn it word for word no. and again the night before yeah so I did it, and then I by the end of it, I was like, oh, I'm just going to sing the Cornetto advert. So I did just sing the Cornetto words in the end, and <laughs> they weren't they were not impressed. So oh. if I'd have been able to say, okay, well, why don't I show you something in the style of that? Mm. You know, I can learn a song, and yeah. you know, my was it Italian? I don't know. Uh, it you yeah. know whatever whatever language is in, I'm sure you can phonetically teach me. And and you know I'm I'm not just gonna yeah. Because if you want an opera singer who knows it, ask for an opera singer who knows it. Absolutely, yeah. If if you're treating this whole thing like who can learn a song the fastest or already knows it, then what's the point? Yeah, but the night before. That's insane. Night before. Oh. Again, it was too recent not to have been. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I have one more story to tell you. Okay. That was sent in this week. Every now and again, Suze, we get a story that's about bodily functions. Yay! And uh, we love it. <laughs> that's why you're here. My favourite. I when when I read this one and this got sent in this week, I was worried that I'd written it because this is very similar to something that's happened to me, and. I will just read it. And this this comes from speaking as somebody who... You'll see. <laughs> this is from a guy who was going through a, a new show in the West End's audition process. Mm. He says, It was a fair few years ago and I was mid-rounds for a new show in the West End. I'd sung 
gone back and sung again with material, and next up was the dance call for the ensemble. Not too heavy of a dance round, but we'd be learning a few routines and we'd be there for most of the afternoon. I had a morning singing lesson in town, so I had to grab some food in a rush at a well-known shop where you can eat overpriced things, but they do good 99p coffees before my dance round. He's talking about Pret-a-Manger, but I was <laughs> keeping the brands out. I grabbed a sandwich from the shelf, something chicken and mayo, and polished it off on the tube to my appointment. I don't usually go to that establishment, but there's one everywhere, so it filled a need when I needed it. I arrived at Dance Attic and got dressed. My nerves kicked in and my tummy started rumbling. No worries, I thought. It just means that you care about the audition. Oh. I went upstairs and the afternoon course started. Lots of big ensemble learning, a big routine, all in unison. And then one where the girls had a bit of a different routine to the guys. So we all stepped to the side, watched and waited and stretched to keep ourselves warm. While I was stretching, I could feel my tummy kicking in again. This, this started to feel different to nerves. I could oh feel my myself God. starting to sweat and it wasn't from the pirouettes. This, this hurt inside. Oh. I could feel my inside starting to jiggle about and get really uncomfortable. But I had no chance to think any more of it as the choreographer called the boys back onto the dance floor next. Oh my God. We started learning the routine and then bam. A cramp hit me down my left tummy side and went all the way down to my left bum cheek. I knew something was very wrong. I had to dash out the room, no explanation, and everyone just looked absolutely bemused at me. The inevitable was happening, he says. I was, I was, quote, not well. Something had caused me a severe issue and I was gone a long time. So long, in fact, that as I returned to the room, the team were packing up the dance equipment and everyone was leaving. All of the other dancers were coming back into the changing room when I was coming out. What a nightmare. I bumped into the team and I apologised to them, explaining what had happened. They were all right, but clearly quite pissed off that I'd just run out. I couldn't understand why this had happened. On the way home, I was looking through my bag and for some reason I had the sandwich wrapper in my bag from earlier and picked it out. As soon as I cast my eyes onto the label, I knew in an instant. The culprit of this afternoon's bum problem was, in fact, a yoghurt-based mayonnaise. I should add oh. at this point, I am really, like, really intolerant to dairy. Oh, no. And whenever some creeps into my diet, it's what I'd like to call a day-ender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? Oh, my God. This story has ended way less bad than I thought it was at one point. <laughs> I was thinking white dance tights. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Splatter issues. Oh, oh you just God. hope you're in cats and there's patterns on them. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. He says, I spent the evening in bed with a hot water bottle and Netflix. It was this time an opportunity ender, as quite rightly, I did not get asked back any further. Oh, bless him. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. As oh. as a fellow dairy freer, right, I completely sympathise with that. Oh. And Pret a Manger, I'm calling you out. It, you, I hope you've changed now. Put in mayonnaise is something, but putting it as yogurt mayonnaise, a not necessary. Mm. B make it clearer. <laughs> Some people are rushing to auditions. They don't have time to check whether they're allergic to ingredients. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear oh, me. That could it, have been even worse, though. It could have been messy. It, yeah. it could have been... 
he could have gone into theatre folklore instead. <laughs> he had a terrible personal anecdote. That a friend of mine, um, who won't mind me telling this story, I imagine, Gary, about 20 years ago, he, he's, he's the whole thing, he's like a m- movement guy. And he had this job where he had to like cr- climb all over the s- set and stuff. Yeah. I think he was a fly. I think he was like playing a fly. <laughs> on a windscreen. He, he was a bug on a windscreen, <laughs> one full circle. He, he had to like climb all over the set. It was a very physical role. And he got food poisoning and he was like, oh, no. he, it was like bucketing out of uh, both ends. And he, um, he essentially had to make himself a nappy. <laughs> that he wore on stage and he duct taped it round his legs and round the waist and he said literally he climbed up the set for his first it was his first entrance he climbed up the set and it literally was just like <laughs> immediately <laughs> and he, he said he was like I could feel it filling up and he told this story years later to somebody who went no that wasn't you I know this story. And they told the story. He was like, that's my story. And he went, but I've heard it third hand. So this story is obviously like, that's become theatre folklore. It's pinballed just... around ensembles around the country. Yeah. <laughs> filling a, filling a, a bin bag um, nappy with diarrhoea. I'm about to put a content warning on this for poo again. We've had we've had so again. many good, again, we've had so many good stories uh, about poo. Auditions are nerve wracking. They are nerve wracking. It happens. I, it's oh dear me i will i if you haven't heard it there's an episode in michelle payne's episode again listeners i'll link if you haven't heard it please heard it please go and listen to it it's a fantastic story that was sent in about a guy who blames a problematic poo before an audition on a really lovely auditionee who was in the toilet before him and it's oh my and just completely lies and he just basically stank and it was a flat again it was a flat of course it was was in a flat flat, of course it was Suze before we let you go then Mm. what is your audition addition what if you could add Mm. anything to the audition process a generic audition process yeah what would you add to make it more enjoyable more fun or just easier to deal with okay this wouldn't be the same for everyone but I know it will feel me make me feel much better I think a five minute chat with the panel always before with them not sat behind a desk they're all stood up as you walk in and you just stand together and have a little chat about how things are going because that might not that might not be too great actually maybe you know maybe the conversation is awkward however if you can have a chat and have a shared experience of like even oh the weather's so gross today and they go yeah isn't it and they talk about getting wet socks or whatever, that can make such a difference to when you then have to go and present material to them. Um, so it just breaks down those barriers straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, and the best auditions always start with them going, hey, we were just talking about what we watched on telly last night. What did you watch on telly last night? Occasionally panels will open with something like that and it you go and you always think, oh, thank you. It makes mm. such a difference. I shouldn't keep telling them about my Scientology obsession, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> I know, or, or I'm like a bit true. like, I was watching, yeah, I was watching this thing about Ted Bundy. He's admitted yes, to about always murderers, always, yeah. murderers. always murderers. Always murderers. There was this one, she found him in a bath. It was amazing. Yeah. Do you ever know Dennis Silson? The police went into his flat and they were like, is it two, is it three? And he was like, I think it's 16. 
I was watching this thing about how COVID just isn't real. It's amazing. <laughs> it's actually a dog disease, but no one wants to talk about it because we're all fine. Yeah. And 99.95% of people survive it. So it's absolutely fine. <coughs> yeah. Oh, what? You, you walk in and you just go, oh, God, I'm so sick of hearing about COVID, aren't you? Old people die. Get over it. And they're like, I lost a parent. And you're like, oh, fuck. We're back to the goths again. <laughs> <laughs> the panel just weeping. I don't. Yeah, for, for the record, I don't think. Oh, I don't think old people die. Just get over it. To be honest, I'd rather they, I'd rather they fully locked us down properly and gave us money like in other countries. I would like money. Yeah, I would like money. Just help. And us you do out. have a Patreon, don't you, Suze? Oh so. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. If you uh, would like to hear, if you'd like to watch full length Edinburgh shows that I've filmed, as well as uh, other things such as Twitch streams, concerts that I've done, because I also stream on Twitch, go to patreon.com slash UK and you can, I think for as little as £2 a month, you can sign up for all that. Or you can watch me on twitch.tv slash Suze Kempner, all one word. And you can uh, witness me doing all kinds of wacky things on Twitch. Suze kept me awake during the election night. I oh, loved that. Oh, you were watching I election loved it. night. I downloaded I Twitch especially for it. Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, I did nine hours on election night. <laughs> it was quite nice to know that other people were staying up for let's face it a pointless reason nothing yeah, happened really absolutely did it? in american elections there is never any point it's staying not the up same no swingometer nothing no. british elections are much more exciting than us ones in terms of the actual night because we get 10 p.m bam exit poll Whereas they go, well, the polls have just closed in North Carolina. And you go, oh, what about everywhere else? Oh, they come later. And in half yeah. an hour, we'll Well, they don't start polls. counting them until Monday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so... it's so uh, For a country which is all about the drama, we're way more dramatic on election night than America. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, the Americans treating our next general election with the same reverence that we did getting John King on it oh my god well Grim, Grims, Grimsby's come in well I can tell you what Grimsby's quite good but then we'll go back to Sunderland Sunderland came in quite yeah. quickly and, then we'll do and they're pronouncing it all wrong they're like a glass cow will be around. Leicester's MP has come back <laughs> <laughs> Wiltshire anyway <laughs> <laughs> And that was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You with excellent, lovely, 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 lovely Suze Kempner. What a riot. <laughs> what a riot this week's show was. Oh, my goodness. I had a really good time recording with Suze and we genuinely could have recorded all evening. So watch out because we'll definitely have Suze back on in some shape or form in the future. Now couple of things to tell you about some really exciting things not only is Suze fantastic on twitter and twitch but you can actually go and see her live in person as we record this next week she has a show at the world famous hippodrome casino so i will put a link in the episode description to tickets there they will sell out it all is socially distanced and covid safe obviously if you're listening to this in tier three strength with you i'm really sorry um, but if we are in tier two at the moment in London, which means you are able to go to the theatre with people of your same household. So uh, Suze is doing a show next week. 
and her shows are always fantastic. So get your tickets if you can. Now, this week, I was a very lucky boy to be asked to be a guest on Two Actors Walk Into a Bar podcast with David and Scarlett. It is a fantastic, rambly, drink-fueled chat. We sit down and have a drink in a bar, uh, or they do normally. And I was their very first guest of the series. So I will link to Two Actors Walk Into a Bar podcast down in the episode description. We also will share it on our Twitter feed. It was a really fun chat. We spoke about the state of auditioning and castings going forward after COVID and and when everything sets back to normal. We shared some fantastic audition stories in the show as well and so, so much more. It's a really fun chat and I was very honoured to be asked to guest on their show and they will be coming on this show very soon, in the probably in the new year, probably going to kick off the new year with an episode with them both it's it's lovely to be asked on people's podcasts i absolutely love doing it um shout out to two actors in a bar for asking so we will link that in the description also if you haven't listened to the shows in the series so far if this is your first that's great we've got people like jess robinson ruth bratt we've got emily fleming from good mythical morning on youtube 16 million subscribers We've got Thomas Mitchells, who's an incredible comedian. If you love Suze, you will love Thomas's episode. Also, talking about other podcasts from the Across the Pond NFL uh, podcast, my friends Will and Alex. That's episode two or three, I think it was. One of the funniest episodes that we've had so far. There's so many. I think there's 20, this is our 25th episode, which is frankly insane. I didn't even know if we'd get 10. So thank you so much to everyone who sent in stories. Please binge listen all those shows. Get onto our host, anchor.fm. Send us a voice note. You can do that as well. So if you've got a story that you'd like to tell us, you can actually tell us via voice note, which is amazing. Anyway, there's loads and loads of ways to catch up on the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You're listening. You know it. But the most important thing you can do is share us with people that you know will love the show. If they don't listen already, please do tag us on socials at Don't Call Us Pod. On Instagram, you can share the show direct from Spotify. I promise you there's thousands of people that listen all over the globe, but we love new people finding us. And certainly as we move into this festive period, there's a lot of a lot of stories from pantomimes. <laughs> so it's really apt. But anyway, I will see you next week with a brand new episode of the show. We've got some fantastic guests about to record this week as well, so I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening. My guest, Suze Kempner, follow her in the links down below and on our Twitters and all that stuff. We will speak to you next week with another episode of the show. But for now, stay safe. No matter what tier you're in in the UK or how it's going all over the world, look after yourselves, wash your hands, wear your masks, and remember, don't call us. We'll call you. Goodbye, everyone. important thing to do is please share the show with people you know will love it whether they're performers or people who just like theater or my cat has just knocked my microphone over ted right (laughs) goodness me i'm so sorry (laughs) that's gonna be an outtake at the end of the show you little bugger hi scarlett hi dave we've got to convince the wonderful people of this world why they should listen to our new podcast okay so What exciting things can people expect from us? Well, they can expect witty anecdotes. 
I was about to pick up the broken bottle and like, on guard. A wild boomer appeared. David used <laughs> shock. Exclusive insight into the acting industry. I played Hitler's valet and I handed him a plate of milk and cookies. She started on Hollyoaks. Why don't you give them a call? They'd love you. And of course, intelligent conversation. We're talking about you having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting. What can I say? I think that'll about do it. So grab some drinks and come join me, Scarlett Bryant. And me, David McCulloch. For our brand new podcast series, Two Actors Walk Into a Bar. I think that's enough to convince them. Cheers. Cheers. Right then, folks. What'll it be? A tomato juice and Worcestershire sauce. A packet of salted nuts and the subscriptions of two actors walk into a bar podcast. <laughs>